0: This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, by now we've all seen the devastation in Maui from the wildfires, and uh, the latest death toll is up to 55. I think that's going up. There are a bunch of people still missing. It is just heartbreaking, just brutal, looking at these uh, videos. And I think the uh, White House... Uh, reacted about how we would all expect Uh, the same day the debt toll rose the same day. We saw all the video. Actually, I was expecting them to say it was uh, climate change that's coming. We haven't heard that yet, but we will Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Kareem John Pierre. We'll soon blame it on climate change. You can bet, but I want to talk about tone deafness. The same day we saw this devastation of fellow Americans, taxpayers, Here's what uh, Joe Biden did. He requested another 24 billion for Ukraine. Yes, 24 billion, and uh, it just never ends. I mean, we're well over 100 billion to uh, keep the war going in Ukraine, um, and and keep the keep the death toll rising over there. I just read the details of this, by the way. You want to get uh, infuriated? Um, the the request for another 12 billion. Uh, in new funding, includes three billion for infrastructure in countries affected by the Russian invasion. uh, And it includes four billion in funding for border security. The actual request adds up to roughly 40 billion for Ukraine. Now, uh, it was one thing a year and a half ago when this war began and everyone was uh, supporting Ukraine. But at this point. I don't think too many people are on board with this $4 billion for border security in Ukraine when our border has been overrun in this, uh, in this country to the point where Democrats where squad members are begging Biden to close the border. They're not saying that they're saying, Biden, you must do something. We can't handle this anymore. Mayor Adams in New York city said it will cost the city $12 billion to house and feed and take care of all the immigrants in Massachusetts. Our uh, radical left-wing governor has declared a state of emergency because we have 5,600 families, immigrant families, looking for shelter. That's about what the average border town in Texas gets every two weeks, 5,600, 6,000 in these little towns along the border. A city, a medium-sized city like Boston can't handle it. A state like Massachusetts can't handle it. It it has gotten to the point where these people – Squad members, radical left-wingers are begging, are demanding Joe Biden do something. Joe Biden will not do anything. It's all part of the plan. The open border, the, the changing demographics, that's the plan. He doesn't care. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. But uh, this, it, I feel like uh, uh, that we've reached the point of uh, Ukraine fatigue. I have a feeling that the tide is turning on this. And uh, for one reason, above all others is because when you just keep pouring money into the problem, when you just keep sending them billions and billions and billions more, a people want to know what about us? What about our border? What about our disasters here? What about the people who pay the taxes? Americans, what about them? And B No one really knows the exit, the end. No one knows how how Joe Biden envisions this ending or Mitch McConnell or Lindsey Graham or Elizabeth Warner, any of the other war hawks who are uh, intent on escalating things nonstop. Just keep the killing going. By the way, there was a story Gateway Pundit had it where they estimated in the last two months, there's been 43,000 deaths in two months in Ukraine. 43,000 that's almost as many died in vietnam that's that's 10 times more that died in um 20 years uh, in iraq it just the, the death toll the carnage is staggering and the answer from the Biden administration as always is let's send more money i think uh, i think there's a feeling at least uh, at least among republicans certainly but but independents moderates just rational, reasonable people, that enough is enough. I mean, you have to end this. Again, Donald Trump is saying he could end it in 24 hours. I don't believe that. I think it might take, you know, a couple of days, maybe a week. But at least he's talking about it. You don't get any of that from Democrats or or any of the uniparty people, any of the Mitch McConnells or any of the other warmongers. They don't even say we have to find a way to end it. They have to talk peace. We have to settle this. How, how else do you propose it ends? I mean, oh, well, oh, wait, I'm sorry. Ukraine's going to win. They're going to win. That's what you hear from from Lindsey Graham. They have to win. And they never tell you exactly how that looks. So just and I said it for a year and a half. Do you envision a, a victory parade in Kiev with Zelensky, you know, in a convertible waving to the crowd and everyone cheering because they just won? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. They don't they're not going to win the war. Uh, Vladimir Putin's not going to wave a white flag. Hell, he's more inclined to use a nuke than he is to wave a white flag. It's not going to happen. Uh, I think America and uh, the people in this country have uh, uh, reached the point where they really want the president, the the, 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 the leaders of both parties to say, it's time to end this. It's time to make a deal. It's time to reach a, 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 a settlement, a ceasefire. Enough, enough. Another $40 billion in taxpayer money sent there to, to for border security. <laughs> border security in the Donbass region. Not in Eagle Pass, Texas. In the Donbass region. That's what uh, Joe Biden wants to spend your money on. But there was a really interesting moment on CNN. I, I I saw it online. I didn't watch it live. I don't think too many people did. We have a couple of cuts from CNN. Real eye-opening clips from CNN. Who's I think they're having a uh, they're having a moment over at CNN. Their ratings are in the toilet. They're wondering you know why don't people like us? Why don't they love us? <laughs> we have this clown John King admitting people don't trust CNN. He can't understand why I'm going to explain it to him. We'll get to that. And we have, we have, I know it's a theme every day here, but I can't help, but ask the question again, what if we had an honest media? What if we had real journalists in this country? Obviously they would be looking into the, uh, the Biden scandals, which have just exploded. I mean, it's just incredible. The evidence, the information we have now on the Biden schemes and the money Joe Biden and, and his family have made, just the 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 selling out of the country, the influence peddling, the bribery, the uh, the 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 deals that Joe Biden was intricately involved with to enrich himself and his family. Again, every day there's another another pile of evidence, and it's just not going to stop. Yesterday, James Comer told Maria Bataroma that he is planning to subpoena the Bidens. He said the Bidens will appear before his committee. I think that includes the president. That's kind of a big deal. Maybe he can do it right in the middle of the campaign, right? Like they're doing with Trump. Trump's going to be in court uh, as and and facing f- charges all over the country in the middle of a campaign. It's going to be a wild time, but Hey, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be entertaining. I'll say this, but John King sits down with a bunch of, uh, um, Um, conservatives, Republicans, I forget how they label these people, just to get a sense of where they're thinking, what what they're thinking uh, heading into the campaign season. Check this out. It's only 10 seconds, but he has a question and uh, it is a visual. I'll describe it if you're just listening along, but let's play this and uh, then we'll discuss. Go ahead. If you think the United States should be supporting Ukraine in the fight against Putin, raise your hand. <laughs> <laughs> there's about what eight or ten people around the table. Uh, there's men, women, different ages. If you think any any couches that, of course, should they be supporting Ukraine, and and he doesn't even say should they spend, send another forty billion, should they send six billion to secure the Ukrainian border with Russia. He just says should the U.S. continue to support Ukraine? Raise your hand. Um, how many people raise their hand? As I, I, far as I could tell, zero. Yeah. Anybody raise a hand that I missed there, Ironhead? I think one guy went like this because he was embarrassed. Lift, lifted up his finger. <laughs> there is this great divide, this great disconnect between a permanent Washington, the Uniparty, the media, you know, the leaders of both party, and the people, the taxpayers. The taxpayers are sick of it. They're tired of it. They hate Russia. They hate Putin. They just don't want to keep... Wasting billions, uh, you know, more uh, good money after bad, and they don't want to see people continue to die. I mean, it's just the idea that you want to keep this going because, you know, Putin's a really bad guy. We all agree he's a bad guy. So end it. End it now. What what good does it do to keep it going? You're just going to have more dead Ukrainians and more money wasted. That was... uh, That was a surprise, I would say, to John King, because, of course, he's in D.C. He's a hack. He's a swamp creature. And he thinks, sure, people want to keep pissing away billions and billions and billions on an unwinnable war. We don't even know exactly how compromised the Biden family is. As uh, we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, this was uh, this was thrown out there by I believe John Solomon for Just the News said there's a chance that the person that, that that Zelensky has intricate knowledge of the bribes that were paid to to the Biden family. And any minute now, he's going to use that. Say, you don't want to keep sending me money? Well, what do you know? The world's get to hear this tape. The guy who paid, the Burisma guy who paid Joe Biden, who paid Hunter Biden, says he has tapes. If he has tapes, maybe Zelensky has, has possession of them, has heard them, and he can use that against Joe Biden. So all this carnage, all this killing, will continue because Joe Biden is a compromised, uh, compromised man. And that is a frightening thought. Uh, but even better was when uh, when uh, John King was wondering, he was trying to figure out why don't they like us? <laughs> why don't they trust us? We're CNN. We're uh, uh, this whatever that's most. Uh, I don't know what their slogan is these days. Real news for real people. I don't know. But they uh, they can't figure it out. They have they have a huge budget, they have manpower. They're on many more cable systems. And last Friday night, Newsmax beat CNN in prime time again. They've done it a few times. They did it again, and CNN is reeling. They can't understand what's going on. Why don't they like us? Well, I mean, I can explain to you, John, if you'd like to know. But let's listen to John King ask the question. Try to understand. Why don't they trust us? We're CNN. Go ahead. Or MSNBC. <laughs> no, hold on. Oh, no, no, no. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to MSNBC. But uh, we have. Uh, oh, we right, right. CNN. Right. Yep. Uh, do we have John King asking the question? Yeah,
1: there's just so many to choose from. I got confused. We, got? we had an <laughs>
0: unbelievable clip. Unbelievable clip from MSNBC. <laughs> yeah, you know. Their ratings are better because they're crazier than, than CNN. CNN trying to play both sides. They want to be real news, real journalists, which is a joke. They're, big, they're just as big a hacks as MSNBC. But uh, this clip where John King asks, why don't they like us? I love this. Go ahead.
1: When you hear the Ukraine exchange there, it's like watching the open of an old Tucker Carlson show. He's not there anymore, but that's what it is. And these are busy people. These are hardworking people. There are too many Democrats who want to say they're deplorables or, you know, why talk to these people? There are millions of them. Uh, This is a family that literally is is an economic anchor in the community. The business started in the basement employs 80 people. The new solar company employs 15 people in a part of the country that has been devastated economically and challenged economically the last 25 years. They're good people. They raise money for the Girl Scouts. They go to church. But they believe things that would break our fact check machine. That's just a fact. And they don't trust us. They think we're part of the problem.
0: Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> they, they give. What do you say? They give money to the Girl Scouts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're good people. I love that. So patronized. Oh. They're good people, but they don't trust us. They don't like us. Uh, they think we're part of the problem. Well, I will explain to you, John, why that is. Because you are part of the problem. Because you are liars. Because you are propagandists. Because you told them for three years that Donald Trump was colluding with the Russians. You had no evidence. It was obviously a lie from the beginning. Most of us knew that, but you ran with it because you hate Trump. You lied to the country for three years. Now that you have a mountain of evidence showing just how corrupt our president is, just how compromised he is, you ignore it and you push this whole Trump, Trump, Trump thing all day. It's, it, it's really not that difficult to understand, John. You're liars. You're propagandists. You're full of it. You're partisans and people know it. They don't want to hear it anymore. They don't watch. They don't like you. You are part of the problem. It is. It's It's really not that difficult to understand. He's one of the worst, too. He's just a total swamp creature. By the way, I think that's he and his wife. I mean, ex-wife on the set, Dana Bash. I think they used to be married. And then uh, I don't know what happened. But uh, two of the greatest swamp, biggest swamp creatures of them all. Two of the biggest liars in the media. And they just can't figure out why don't they're good people. They give to the Girl Scouts. They go to church. Why don't they like us? Well, that's why they don't like because they're good people, reasonable, rational people. Yeah. And they know you're just a partisan hack. But yeah, those MAGA Republicans, uh, they like thin mints, too, guys. Right. Uh, they buy Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> they, <laughs> that makes them good people. <laughs> well, you know what? CNN, good luck trying to, to you know, kind of uh, cut out that that place in the middle, you know, navigate that area in the middle where MAGA people, some MAGA people, some Republicans, conservatives are, and they don't want to hear from you. They don't want to watch you. Uh, I think you've been better off going full, crazy, lunatic lefty. That's what you should do because it works for MSNBC. They get better ratings than you do, and they are just go off the rails every day. As I tell you every day, I, I flip it on every morning just to hate watch, just to laugh, just to have, to see These panels where there's like 10 people, one after another, trying to show how much they hate Trump, what a threat Trump is and how evil Trump is. And then you go to real credible people like Al Sharpton and and Mike Barnacle and they, you know, people with spotless records talk about Trump being a criminal. But I'm going to say this is about as nuts as they get. If you don't know what Donnie Deutsch is. I don't even know what, you know, his whole story, but Donnie Deutsch is one of the 27 panelists they have on who hates Trump and tries to top everybody about how much, how, how dangerous Donald Trump is. Well, I think he gave a hell of an endorsement for Donald Trump in this little clip. I'm going to just say uh, Trump should make an ad out of this. Donnie Deutsch, I, I always wonder what do they think will happen? I mean, how can they, how can they describe in detail? Uh, what it means that Trump is a threat to democracy, that Trump is going to destroy our democracy, that democracy is on the ballot. That's their favorite thing. We'll get to Kamala, <laughs> Kamala <laughs> yeah, well. on democracy. But, and I ask this all the time, how does that look? Trump was already president for four years. He didn't destroy democracy. He won an election, even though they spied on his campaign and tried to stop him. Then he lost an election, a rigged election, rigged by big tech and big BD and the FBI and the CIA. He lost that election. He didn't destroy democracy. I mean, I would have liked to have seen him, you know, clean house. I'd like to have seen him fire more people like Fauci and Chris Ray, people like that, people in the FBI and, and the DOJ. He didn't. Um, he was a damn good foreign policy president. I think we can all agree. He didn't start any endless wars. He didn't send a hundred billion dollars to keep some, some war going 5,000 miles away. That was good. That was good. Trump. But now I think I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not giving up on DeSantis. I'm not giving up on any of the Republicans. I'm looking forward to the uh, debates. I hope Trump shows up. I, I, you know, I love what Ron DeSantis is doing every day. Ron DeSantis is doing things. He just fired a Soros prosecutor. He did. He made the most brilliant political move. He and, Governor Abbott shipping illegal aliens to uh, to blue states and blue cities on buses. That Kamala was Kamala Harris's crazy. house, even <laughs> right to her uh, to her doorstep. I think that in my lifetime, I can't think of too many political moves that were more effective. And we'll get to that. I'll explain. But here is a MSNBC like full time commentator Donny Deutsch explaining. What's going to happen to them, to to Morning Joe, if Trump returns to the White House? Go ahead. Do you not understand that if Donald Trump wins,
1: nothing else matters because it's over? Morning Joe might act, just to take a little example, (laughs) Morning Joe might not exist anymore. Because Donald Trump has said, as all autocrats say, what they will do. And he said, if I'm elected, I want the FCC reporting directly into me. And he will cancel the show. I mean, you need to think that Excuse me. That extreme. It's over. <laughs> Freedom is over if Donald Trump gets elected. It's that simple. No other issue matters. Every other issue sprinkles down from that. However you feel about the economy, however you feel about whatever issue you're te- dealing with, we turn into an autocracy. What our forefathers fought for 250 years ago is over. That's what's at stake at this election. Everything else is a subtext to that.
0: Well, I mean, you you look at what's happening in Hungary. You look at what's oh, happened, in that, that what's so happened with the. Orders.
1: I, I love that he, he couldn't even get it out. Uh, he just started like Donald throwing Trump, up. So, his so,
0: so let me get this straight. Joe Biden will escalate a war. It's a hundred billion dollars and, and, and lose and hundreds of thousands of lives are lost. And uh, that's bad. But you know what's worse? Donald Trump might take morning Joe off the air. Now oh. I don't want to, I don't want to nitpick here because he makes a good point. Uh, Donald Trump, he's an authoritarian freedom is over. Democracy is over. And his example is, He will control the FCC, and through that takes Morning Joe off the air. First of all, why didn't he do it the four years he was in office? I mean, Scarborough hated him then. Mika hated him then. They used to be best buds, but they ended up falling out, and they hate him, and they spend their whole day. That is the best clip. Save that. That's the best example of Trump derangement syndrome ever seen. I'm not not sure if I have this right, but the FCC doesn't control cable. (laughs) Even if he, even if he had his, you know, Don Jr. and and Ivanka and and uh, Eric as FCC commissioners, they can't take a show off the air.
1: Jerry, you're using uh, this thing called
0: logic and rules again. Do, you got to stop. <laughs> do they ever stop and listen to themselves? Did does anyone there? And I know they got directors and producers, and I know they're all crazy left wingers. Did anyone say, uh, Donnie? I'm not sure that can happen. I'm not sure if he gets elected president, he can take a TV show off of cable news. <laughs> By the way, Trump loves those guys. I mean, it's a, it's a love-hate relationship. He, 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 you know That's why he sits down with the New York Times. They hate him more than anyone. He gives them time. He sits down with Bob Woodward. He hates him. Trump wouldn't take that show off the air, even if he could. But the idea, that's his, that's his warning against voting for Trump. If you vote for Trump, he might take Scarborough off the air. <laughs> what? what that not he'll start World War Three. You know, not he'll whatever loot the treasury. <laughs> not he'll close the border, put kids in cages. He he'll take you know, off the air. They have to make that into a, <laughs> a TV commercial. That'd be a great ad. You vote Trump, get rid of Scarborough. <laughs> I mean, I'm 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 still a DeSantis guy, but I don't know what DeSantis DeSantis is firing Soros prosecutors. He's 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 turning a a purple state blue. He already has. He's he's totally revamping, you know, the education system from from kindergarten to college in Florida. He's taking on the woke mob. But the warning from Donnie Deutsch is if you vote for Trump, he'll take us off the air. God, that's like childish. It's like, I mean, if some some kid said that in, you know, elementary school, he's going to take my favorite show off the air. You're like, what? How does the president do that?
1: Yeah, if George W. (laughs) Bush took SpongeBob off television, I would be pretty hated SpongeBob.
0: (laughs) I mean, I I would be okay with that. I'd like to see uh, see these people booted out in the street, see them homeless. But uh, that is just so absurd. Uh, But that's what we're dealing with. I I just want to say, I get asked this all the time now. Are you ready to give up? Ready to give up on DeSantis? Ready to give up on the race? Trump's up 40, 50. Uh, Trump Trump did an interview the other day. He said he was up 70. (laughs) (laughs) How can you be up 70? (laughs) Like there's 17 other candidates all getting one, two, five, six percent. DeSantis is, you know, in the teens now. Vivek's probably around 10 in some polls. And Trump says he's up 70, which is a little bit of a stretch. Uh, you know what? Maybe they'll charge him with a felony because he lied about his poll numbers. That's, that's That could happen. Yeah, That's the new standard. Yep. But I'm not ready to give up on DeSantis for a couple of reasons or give up on anyone. I'm looking forward to seeing Vivek in the debate. I'm looking forward to seeing Chris Christie waddle out there on the stage and, and start screaming about Trump. I'm looking forward to Mike Pence getting absolutely destroyed in the debates. This is going to be fun. I hope Trump shows up. Trump, I believe the second debate is also Fox. It's Fox business. So Trump is going to skip the first debate because it's Fox. And then he's going to skip the second debate because it's Fox. At some point he has to debate because if he doesn't, he can't call Biden a coward. Biden's Biden's afraid to debate RFK Jr. There's no way Biden will ever debate RFK Jr. In fact, when he gets the nomination, if he's still standing, the first demand, they're going to say one debate against the Republican nominee Trump or whoever the whole their whole goal is going to be protecting, hiding uh, Joe Biden again, just like they did in um, 2020, hide him in the basement, let the media do the campaigning for him. And hopefully from their perspective, put his opponent in prison or at least, you know, tie him up in court and have the threat of prison hanging over him to deter some voters in the general election. That's the goal. I got to say, Got to give him credit. I mean, these people are vile and evil, but their plan is working. You know, Trump's numbers go up the more felonies he's indicted for. And now, as I've said, he's looking at either returning to the White House or going to prison. I can't even think of a way, of another way, a third way. If Trump gets elected, he can pardon himself and he'll stay out of prison and he'll be president. If he doesn't get elected, if he loses either in the primary, which is unlikely, or in the general, does anyone think that the Biden DOJ will call off the dogs, drop the charges? Do you ever think Biden's going to pardon them? Of course not. They want him in prison. Their supporters want him in prison. Donnie Deutsch wants him in prison. They can't stop now. He either gets elected or he goes to prison. That's it. And while this is all going on, we have good candidates. Ron DeSantis is a good candidate. Ron DeSantis would destroy Biden in the general election. There are a lot of people out. I mean, as I've said all along, I just want to win. I just want to stop Biden. I just want to turn this insanity. I've uh, turned this back. Stop the invasion of the Southern border. Stop the endless war <laughs> End the endless war in Ukraine. You know, there's there's real important things at stake here. We need to win the general election. I think DeSantis, hell, I think half the people in the field could win the general election. They're running against a corpse. I mean, obviously he'll be propped up and helped by, by the media and the Democrats, but still there's a lot of suburban moms in, in Michigan, Wisconsin, Ohio, Arizona, who would support DeSantis. He's 32 years younger than Trump. He can do eight years. Trump can only do four years. He's not, he's not facing 75 felonies. Now it is political, the prosecution of Trump. I'm completely disgusted by it, but it's reality. We're dealing with really evil people who are trying to put him in prison for, for being Donald Trump. That's what they're trying to do. They, they will not stop again till they get it. If Trump somehow, I don't know, drops out or says, you know, change my mind. I'm going to go play golf. Or maybe he goes on the lamb, you know, like, uh, Jack Smith told the uh, to judge uh, Beryl Howell that they had to uh, subpoena his Twitter, but they couldn't tell him because he might go on the lamb. He's a flight risk. So if he fled, if he left, if he went to, you know, sought asylum in Cuba and then DeSantis stepped in, I mean, that would be, that would leave the media and Democrats with nothing. They wouldn't know what to do. They would be, gee, we wanted the evil orange guy who's a threat to democracy. What, what are we going to do with, we're going to talk about, don't say gay again. We're going to talk about Disney. You know, those are winning arguments for Ron DeSantis. So I'm not giving up. He's getting trounced in the polls. He will probably lose, but I love what he did in Florida. He totally transformed. He does things. He doesn't say things. He does things. Does he have charisma like, like Trump or like Vivek? Uh, no. He doesn't have charisma. I don't care about charisma. I want to win. That's all. I want to stop Joe Biden. Whoever can stop him, you know, they're my guy. Trump's probably the nominee. I'm, I'm a Trump guy all the way. Whoever can stop the madness that this administration has foisted on the country for two and a half years is my guy. We'll get to, oh, we're going to get to that move uh, again. Looking back, when when. DeSantis put people on, um, uh, you know, illegal aliens on buses, on planes, sent them to Martha's Vineyard, well, I sent them to, to, to New York City, Chicago, when Greg Abbott did it and still doing it. They got a lot of heat. Oh, they're using pe- people as political pawns. Yeah, they did. And it was brilliant. It was brilliant. When you look back now, it has changed the discussion, the narrative. It has forced Democrats to turn on Joe Biden. Could be the greatest political move. We'll get to more of that. We have some sound from a squad member who's not happy with uh, Joe Biden. We have the most unbelievable interview. Again, the theme every day, what if we had an honest media? This would be the biggest story of the year. Tucker Carlson sat down with Steven Sund. If you don't know who he is, he's the former chief of the Capitol Police. He did an interview with Tucker in April when Tucker was still on Fox. They fired Tucker like the day after that and killed the interview, spiked it. It didn't appear anywhere. It's gone into the wind. So Tucker invited him back, sat down with Sun for an hour. And it's unbelievable stuff. I recommend it this weekend. I, I mean, we'll play some. We got a couple of cuts that are just incredible. If again, we had real journalists, this would be the biggest story they would all be uh, begging to sit down and talk to Stevenson. They'd be writing about it. would be page one everywhere, but it makes the regime look bad. Indeed. It makes the regime regime look sinister and they don't like that. So they will ignore the story. We won't, we'll get to it. Uh, we have Kamala, what Kamala thinks of first thing in the morning. <laughs> the, is the answer so. is not me. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and uh, Phil Mickelson, we knew he was a degenerate gambler. But how is it possible that one man has gambled, has bet one billion dollars? <laughs> One—that's bi- a man with uh, demons. That's a man with a real addiction. One of his buddies, this 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 mobbed-up guy, has a book coming out detailing Mickelson's uh, Mickelson's uh, addiction, and it's incredible. <laughs> we'll tell you. About that and Phil's response to the guy. The book's not even out yet, and Phil's already on the run. People are, uh, people are ready to uh, grill him, and and Rory McElroy's mocking him. Uh, we'll tell you all about that. And comments and questions are all rolling in now. It's Friday. It's a Rumble Friday. Let's get some comments. Let's get some questions about anything. Maybe you know anything we talked about this week. Anything we're talking about today, we will get to that. But first. Uh, 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 excuse me. During these crazy and uncertain times, we can't talk enough about having reliable tools for self-defense for your family and yourself. Florida-based EAA Corp specializes in providing exceptionally high-quality firearms to the U.S. market at an incredible value since 1990. Choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, revolvers, and shotguns. Whether you're looking for a concealed carry, competition pistol, or home defense shotgun, EAA has it. Their MC-1911 series fits the bill, and they're available in compact carry or full-size configurations. First-time gun owner? Well, the all-in-one 9mm MC-9 and MC-28 striker fire pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package ideal for everyday carry. Concealed carry has recently been approved in several new states during the last year with no permit required. This is because personal defense is a growing issue, and EAA Corp has your answer eaa's lineup includes shotguns for hunting sporting tactical or personal defense that will exceed your expectations there is a limited lifetime warranty on every firearm available from eaa visit eaacorp.com to learn more that's eaacorp.com to shop for your personal firearm protection all right the uh if, if you haven't noticed the uh the people, and Joe Biden's most ardent supporters, I mean, radical Democrats, Massachusetts governor, New York mayor, squad members are turning on Joe. Why? Because they were OK with an open border for a while. They know those are future Democrats. They understand the strategy. Let's let these people in. Let's get them citizenship. Let's let's uh, get them uh, to vote for us in five, 10 years. They want to turn Texas. Texas blue or purple, then blue Arizona same thing it's all about elections they don't care if it overwhelms border towns they don't care if it just devastates schools, hospitals, emergency rooms they don't care about the crime they don't care about human trafficking they don't care about immigrants drowning in the Rio Grande they have a grand plan a big bigger plans they want to change the demographic that's obvious it's the only explanation for why you open the border stop the wall why you send six billion to I mean four billion to Ukraine again to secure their border, but you wouldn't give Donald Trump six billion to build the wall. They want an open border. The day Biden took office, his first thing was let's open the border, and it was okay for a while. It was just devastating Texas and Arizona. They don't care about them. They don't care about border towns and ranchers and people in in, in Eagle Pass. You know, so what if their lives are destroyed? Well. Greg Abbott, Ron DeSantis just came up with the the greatest idea ever. Let's put them on buses. Let's send them to to blue places, Chicago, New York, Massachusetts, Martha's Vineyard. And of course, the media went nuts. And, you know, they couldn't really make a case for why it was so inhumane. So if they live on the streets of El Paso and completely destroy that city, that's okay. But living on the streets of New York or Chicago is not. So they really didn't have an argument. And, he, and the best thing is Abbott and DeSantis just kept doing it. Let's keep doing it. Just keep putting them on buses. They, they volunteer. They know where they're going. They agree to do it. Well, it, they got to their breaking point. We've seen scenes in Chicago where the locals, the people in the neighborhoods, people who vote for Democrats were fed up and screaming, we can't take it anymore. Eric Adams estimated this week it's going to cost New York taxpayers $12 billion to house all these immigrants, they're kicking, they're taking over schools and parks and building tents. And they just, it's just unsustainable. Well, L- L- um, Maura Healey, Massachusetts, declared a state of emergency because 5,600 immigrant families showed up and she's begging people in, in this bluest of blue states to take illegal immigrants into their homes. <laughs> I don't know how many people have volunteered. I don't, I don't, well, I know Martha, I know uh, Barack Obama's got a real big house and lots of land and plenty of room. He must've volunteered. I know John Kerry's got a mansion on Beacon Hill. I know Liz Warren has a mansion in Cambridge. I assume they all all their spare rooms are now filled with illegal immigrants because they're good liberals and they care about people. Well, here's how you know it's, it's uh it's turning. The, the, the story has changed. Now, these people, these good old Democrats, these hard left liberals are fed up. This is a squad member, Jamal Bowman. He's crazier than, than AOC or Ayanna Pressley. Maybe not crazier than Corey Bush, but he's crazy. A crazy left winger, a socialist, a radical. And he says he calls out Joe Biden, a squad member, calling out Joe Biden, saying this has to stop. And I'm going to give him credit for honesty. You know why it has to stop? Not because, you know, of the human carnage or the crime or the sex trafficking or the, the the kids in cages. None of that. Not the cruelty of it all, which it is. Joe Biden's policy is flat out cruel and inhumane. But he doesn't care about that. He thinks it's going to hurt them in the next election. That's why they have to stop the invasion over the southern border. Let's listen to this radical squad member call out the president. We need leadership from President Biden, period. Democrats are looking bad right now uh, in New York State, and that's unacceptable when we have to win at least four congressional seats to take back the House. So hopefully the president is listening. The, he wants the president to close the border because it's hurting them on the, in the election. They might, they might not be able to take back the House. How the hell could they ever take back the House? How could anybody who, who lives in any of these places vote for more of this? As they've all said, it's unsustainable. And Joe Biden, they don't care. You don't even get a logical explanation. Why are you allowing this to continue? Why are you devastating cities that that vote for you? I mean, New York is what, 89, 80-something 80 percent for Joe Biden? And he's just filling them, just destroying the city. And Massachusetts, I mean, there's, there's not, there's 17 people that voted for Trump in Massachusetts, and they're begging Biden to stop the invasion. The squad members begging him. Once again, brilliant move by DeSantis and even more so Abbott. They got these people to turn on Joe Biden and admit this insanity. But right, let me get to, uh, let me get to Tucker, which is incredible. Before we get to, oh, I want to do Z- uh, Zuck Zuck versus Musk, which is going to happen. It's just not going to happen as soon as we thought it would. But uh, the Tucker thing's incredible. Again, he interviewed the guy on Fox. They killed the interview and fired him. No explanation. I don't know why. I don't know if it was part of the deal. I don't know. We don't know. By the way, the book, Chadwick Moore, our friend Chadwick Moore's book on Tucker, it, it was delayed. I don't know by Amazon or by whatever, the publisher. It's supposed to be, I mean, I pre-ordered I was supposed to get it like two weeks ago. I'm still waiting, looking forward to it. But uh I don't think anybody has a definitive reason Tucker got fired. I'm not sure. Maybe it's in the book. I don't think so. No one is quite sure. Tucker says it. So I still to this day don't know why. Is this part of it? Maybe. But Tucker just doing his little Twitter thing, brings Stevenson back uh, to sit down. And it's incredible. This is the Capitol police chief talking about how he begged over and over again for help from the national guard, from anybody, as the January 6th riot got out of control and he was denied and Tucker flat out says it. I mean, there's no other conclusion you can come to. It was a setup. They wanted this again. Let's talk about brilliant political moves. I mean, it's cynical. It was dangerous cost Trump supporters their lives, but Nancy Pelosi and whoever, wanted that visual. They wanted that optic. They wanted Trump, crazy Trump supporters climbing the walls and breaking the windows. There were FBI agents doing it. There were people undercover helping. Uh, we know that now, but you can, if you listen to this interview, watch this interview, you can come to no other conclusion. It was a setup, which is kind of a big deal. Even if you don't agree, the police chief lays it all out and there's no other conclusion you can come to. They knew what would happen, and they wanted it to happen. It sounds crazy now, but there's no other. When when you've done here in the sky, you can come to no other conclusion. And if we did, if we had actual journalists, this would be the only story today, tomorrow, this week, the biggest story of the year. God knows we've talked a lot about January 6th. Hell, they're prosecuting the former president for his role in January 6th. Uh, and according to Sun, they weren't allowed to talk to Nancy Pelosi. They weren't allowed to get to to get near her to <laughs> uh, to investigate her role in this, um, which we all assumed. But think about it. Who's who benefited? Who who was who took advantage of the situation? I mean, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, the Democrats, the media, they loved it. And if the National Guard had showed up and stopped it before it began, they would have lost this this issue, which they've used every day for two and a half years and will use every day for the rest of our lives. Hell, they want to put the president in prison for it. And if the truth comes out, the whole thing, it's gone. It's gone. But anyway, let's listen to a couple of minutes of this. I thought it was riveting. I don't know why every, I don't know why Fox News isn't doing it. Hopefully Newsmax does. I mean, hopefully this, this has legs because it's, it's just, it's incredible. It's incredible. Let's watch. 234, I get a notification to get on the call with the
1: United States Pentagon. I have to sell my request for the National Guard. I'm on the call with a Lieutenant General Piat, Piat trying to make sure I have his uh, name pronounced right, and a um, General Flynn is on the call. Uh, and it's mainly Piat that I'm, uh, that I'm speaking with. I I get on the call, Mayor Bowes is on the call, uh, Chief Conti is on the call. um, And I said, I need the National Guard immediately. This is an urgent, urgent situation. I still remember saying urgent twice. This is urgent, urgent. They got to be looking at the same TVs I'm looking at. Um, I need the National Guard immediately. You know what his response is? Don't like the optics of the National Guard on Capitol Hill. He goes, I would rather have your officers in the fight and we can backfill your officers somewhere else. I said, I don't have that option. All my officers are in the fight. He goes, I'm telling you, I don't like the option of the national guard. You know, I don't like the optics of the national guard on the Hill. I said, sir, we're having our asses hand to us. This is life or death. I need assistance immediately. And I still remember, he said, you know, um, my recommendation is not to support the request. And I still remember Robert Conti going, Whoa, Whoa, hold on. You're denying the chief of the Capitol police. And, um, he goes. back Vegas and not that we're denying them. I just don't like the optics of the National Guard on Capitol Hill. And he goes, I'd rather, and he goes back to that again, I'd rather backfill your people. I said, sure, I don't have that option. This sounds like a setup to me. I'm sorry, it does. It gets better. So I beg and beg, and he goes, well, I'm going to walk down the hall and, you know, we'll, we'll talk to the Secretary of Defense or whoever he's going to talk to. Um, right then I get notification. Oh, so I'm still, still on the call. We have the shooting of Ashley Babbitt. And I said, we have shots fired. I still remember yelling over the phone, we have shots fired on the USCI Capitol. Is that urgent enough for you now? Hang up the phone because now I got to go start making my notifications. I got to call the uh, Sergeant Arm saying, hey, we got what looks like maybe a confirmed shooting. Mm-hmm. Do you know when the National Guard finally arrived? 6 p.m. 6 p.m., they're sworn in on post. Do you know those National Guard, the 150 to 180 that are within eyesight of the Capitol? You know what they do with them? They put them in vehicles, drive them around the Capitol back to the DC Armory. You know where the DC Armory is. Right, it's, it's far away, yeah. Wa- Washington uh, yes. White House is on one side, United States Capitol, DC Armory almost equ- yep, equidistant on the other RFK side. RFK Stadium. You know, yeah, by RFK Stadium. They drive them back then and they send me in the evening trips. Not real. Can you freaking believe it? No, that's real. That's real. And you know what else they do? While well, I'm begging for assistance, the Pentagon's sending resources to generals' houses to protect their homes, but not me. So you begin to think, it seems a little conspiratorial. I can see where somebody, I'm not a a conspiracy theorist, but I can see where people begin to go down that rabbit hole real quick. That rabbit hole, I mean, I don't know what the other conclusion is. Because, look, under pressure, people make mistakes and make bad decisions. But you're describing a a systematic denial of intelligence, and then of support, Mm -hmm. defense through a whole bunch of different agencies a whole bunch of different people all reaching the same baffling conclusion that we're not going to protect the capital right multiple agencies with people with extensive experience and you're getting this type of response you know and when you look at the level of intelligence it's baffling that nobody put anything out ahead of time maybe it's not baffling i mean remember this was the end of the trump administration you know, a month, almost two months, two months into a contested election. This is a politically charged moment with ramifications that we're now living through. But um, there's a lot at stake here. This is not just your average protest.
0: It's unbelievable. Even if you're even if you love January 6th, even if you think Trump is in prison, even if you're Donnie Deutsch, how is that not news? I mean, how is that not big, big news? Police chief laying out in detail how he was denied support from the National Guard as the is overrun, as shots are fired, as Michael Bird shoots Ashley Babbitt in the neck and kills her. And they say, no, they send the National Guard to the houses like of General Milley and Lloyd Austin to protect their houses, but not the Capitol. I don't care where you stand politically. I don't care if you're a total hack like John King. How are you not calling up Stevenson and say, could you please sit down with us tonight? That is big, big news. You're going to see one of the great examples of just how dishonest, duplicitous our media is because they will give that a good leaving alone, just like they give everything a good leaving alone if it reflects poorly on their 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 team, if it reflects poorly on Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden. All right, let me get to shade, then we're going to get to uh, questions. Well, we got questions and I want to get to, to just quickly do the Phil Mickelson, the Phil Mickelson story and the uh, the Musk-Zuck fight is going to happen, just not anytime soon. But first, I, 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 excuse me. As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com and... While you're there, you can look for a job. Shake Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shakeconcrete.com. All right, we got questions and comments and all that there, Ironhead. Um, I do? There, there's a new book coming out by uh, this guy who was a uh, associate, a known associate of... But, Phil Mickelson. Uh, that means he was a gambling buddy of Phil Mickelson and he, um, uh, you know, they played golf. They bet. He, he took bets from Mickelson. His name is, uh, Billy Walters, a well-known gambler sports better. And, uh, he's got a book coming out and it details all of, uh, Phil Mickelson's, uh, gambling habits, which are legendary. Um, this is from golf digest. Um, among the revelations in the, uh, autobiography released publicly Thursday, our accusations that Mickelson wagered more than $1 billion and lost close to a hundred million dollars, which that's about average. When you say iron head, you lost the, that's the vague right there. That's 10%. So we bet a billion. Yeah, lost I, I, a, I put five bucks on a bunch of stuff so I can relate to them. Yeah, you can. It sounds, you know, this guy sounds a lot like you from yeah. the book. Uh, This guy writes that in September 2012, Phil called, called uh, Walters from the Medina Country Club outside of Chicago, the site of the Ryder Cup, which was about to begin U.S. versus Europe. He was feeling supremely confident that the American squad led by Tiger Woods, Bubba Watson, and Phil himself was about to reclaim the cup from the Euros. He was so confident he asked me to place a $400,000 bet on the U.S. team to win. Walters writes, I could not believe what I was hearing. Have you lost your effing mind? I told him, don't you remember what happened to Pete Rose? Says, you're a modern day Arnold Palmer. You'd risk all of that? I want no part of this. All right, Phil replied. So today, Phil is doing damage control by saying he never bet on the uh, Ryder Cup. Well, that's true because his friend said, you can't do that, Phil. You're playing in the Ryder Cup. That and the and the best part is, the U.S. lost. <laughs> he would have he would have lost four hundred thousand uh, uh, dollars. Phil lost to Justin Rose in singles on Sunday, and the U.S. lost by one point. So, can you imagine if? Well, I guess he would have bet the U.S. to win had the Phil uh, had the Pete Rose defense. I never bet against my team, but as we all know. Uh, It doesn't matter. You can't bet on a competition you're involved in, but he tried and uh, Phil talked about it and said, he never bet on the Ryder cup and everyone knows about his gambling addiction, which he has under control and Rory McIlroy, who doesn't like Phil because of live said, well, feel free to bet on it this year, Phil, because you ain't playing in it anymore. (laughs) Phil Mickelson is a fascinating character. I mean, I'm just not a game. I'm not like you, Ironhead. I don't have the demons. I don't have the bug. (laughs) So, I have demons (laughs) betting a billion dollars. I mean, even if you had it, couldn't you do something more constructive with that money? Hell, you know, donate it to a charity or something instead of instead, the guy just couldn't help himself.
1: That's the only reason the only reason I think he went to live was because of that hole. Yeah, it
0: probably paid all his debts. I mean, he made 200 million. If he's still in debt, man, he's really got some issues, but he lost a hundred million dollars gambling they must have guys like this Walters character. He said he bet with Phil cause there would be no limit cause they knew Phil had money. So that, you know, when he would make a sports wager, they he said that, you know, the limit was like 50 grand, but if he bet with Phil, it'd be like 200 million or something. So that's why he hooked up with them. And plus they would play these matches, these legendary, you know, hundred thousand dollar Nassau's. Phil needed the action. Speaking of action, e- Elon Musk, And Zuckerberg looks like it's going to happen and it's going to happen in Italy. He said he spoke to the prime minister of Italy. It's going to happen. Elon Musk tweeted out some details. It's going to be broadcast or carried live on Twitter and on Facebook or whatever Zuckerberg wants to put it on Instagram or Facebook or threads. And then uh, the money's going to go to their two charities. They both have foundations and it's going to be in Italy. And he said, it's going to, they're going to respect the, the history and all that of, of Italy. So the rumor is it's going to be in the Coliseum and he, he's all in and Zuckerberg's in because Zuckerberg is favored because Zuckerberg's a trained, whatever he is, MMA guy or is he a jujitsu guy? What is Zuckerberg's? He's a jujitsu. So, so Zuckerberg's the favorite, even though he's much smaller, he's younger and he's in great shape posed with a shirt off a couple of weeks ago. And he's jacked, even though he's thin in that kind of fight, the guy with the experience, the knowledge is generally favored. Musk is bigger. He's going to try to sit on him, But after getting everyone excited for the big fight, which is going to get unbelievable numbers, it's going to bring in, no, I don't know, billions. Everyone's going to want to watch it. Even if you say you don't want to watch it by the time the buildup, you know, all peaks, just, but everyone's going to want to watch it. Everyone's going to going to want to click if it's, 20 bucks, 40 bucks, 50 bucks. People have a party, get together. Everyone's going to want to watch it. And I'm going to be rooting for Musk. You know, lots of people, it's almost like in America, it's going to be conservatives versus liberals. You know, they're going to be rooting for Zuckerberg and we're going to be rooting for Musk. But Musk throws this in at the end. He said, his back is fine. He had MRIs, back's fine, but he needs shoulder surgery. So it ain't happening anytime soon. He just throws that in at the end. Yeah. I got a bum shoulder. I need surgery. So. We're not going to see it anytime soon. Maybe, I don't know, maybe Super Bowl, maybe the winter, who knows? But what a big, what a wild event that's going to be. It's just going to be nuts. But I think Zach, I think Mike has some training to do. He's got to get in better shape. But I will be rooting for him. All right, what do we got here? Let's hit the, uh, the starred tab and then there's some questions. Oh, that's right. I didn't, I uh, forgot about the starred tab. we got your questions and comments. Uh Robert says, Does Trump ever show up at a Republican debate? Yes, he can't help himself. He doesn't want to do the thing with 72 candidates, and he doesn't want to do it the thing for Fox, even if Fox executives went and met with him and begged him. He can't help himself. He has to show up at some point because he's then gonna mock Biden for not debating. Biden's not gonna debate RFK. Biden's gonna avoid debates against Trump. So he has to mock him and he can only do that if he shows up. Plus he's so cocky. Trump thinks he can win any debate against anyone. And uh, I hope he shows up just to see him and uh, he and Krispy Kreme, the Christie show, uh, go head to head. Uh, What do you think about Rand Paul's latest efforts around Fauci? It's brilliant. Rand Paul is a hero. You're right. Navalny. He is. He's going to go to a local prosecutor because he knows D.C. is so corrupt to prosecute Fauci for lying. And as he says, it's the most clear cut case of perjury he's ever seen. He was under oath and he lied repeatedly. I think he has to be prosecuted and Rand Paul is not going to rest until he is. And I applaud that. I'd love to see right in the middle of campaign season. Fauci indicted for perjury, goes to trial. And uh, unfortunately... It's uh, not a good thing for Trump because Trump handed the country over to him. Trump on his last day in office gave Fauci an award, gave him a medal. Uh, Jerry, what are you reading this summer? I'm trying to read The Killers of the Flower Moon before the movie comes out. I'm struggling a little bit. And then I'm going to read the Tucker book as soon as it arrives. Does Biden ever debate anyone? Again, he's going to try to limit that. They're going to try to do one debate, which is ridiculous. And they're going to try to have their handpicked moderator, you know, some other stooge like Chris Wallace. There's usually three of them, right? Is that right? Three, three or two. I mean, they, everything, but so there'll be another surge in COVID. So they'll say we can't have right. three debates, right? There should be three at least, but they'll have a COVID surge, climate change. We had a it. we don't want to, you know, it's hurting the earth. So we'll have one debate. It'll be like 20 minutes long. And they'll ask about you know, race relations and white nationalism and, and climate change. Uh, how many immigrants do you plan on taking into your home? That'd be zero. <laughs> yeah, uh, that'd be friggin' great, uh, Jerry at breakfast. <laughs> it's like a family Robert, of eleven. Roberts, <laughs> <laughs> Roberts, I don't blame the the immigrants. That no, and you know Biden invited them in. They get free phones. They get food. They get hotel rooms. It's great, great gig if you can get it. And you know, as long as Democrats are in office, you know. Come on in, Jerry. What are you doing to commemorate the anniversary of uh, the death of St Michael Brown? It was hilarious. we didn't talk about it, but the media, nine years after he died, are still running with they're still propagating the same lie shot unarmed Michael Brown, shot by a police officer. He tried to kill the cop uh, and uh um he 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 lost his life. Biden's DOJ investigated said he never raised his hands and said, don't shoot, hands up, don't shoot. He robbed a store, he tried to kill a cop, and he paid with his life. It took a while to get to the truth, but uh, he was just a criminal, and that's how it goes. But Thoughts on the FBI killing an elderly obese man? Yeah, I'm gonna, I need to know more about this. This guy couldn't walk. He was obese. He was taking care of his blind son. The neighbors said, you know, he was a weird, he was a gun guy, and he posted threats against Biden, so the FBI went to his house and shot him. What if they shot everyone who posted threats against Trump? It'd be like, he'd be killing thousands of people a day. Uh, Jerry, what's the greatest boxing match you ever watched? Says Rich. Ooh, that's a good one. I saw some good one. Riddick Bowe against Evander Holyfield. They had a couple of great bouts, great fights, but on TV, I wasn't there, but Mickey Ward versus Arturo Gotti three times with three amazing fights. And of course, Thomas Hearns against, uh, Marvin Hagler, the first round. If you haven't seen it, my son's getting into you know he's into boxing. He watches all these old fights, and I said, "You got to First thing he's got to see Hearns versus Hagler. Just watch the first round. The greatest fight, the greatest round, the greatest battle. Two warriors just slugging it out, knowing they weren't going to go the distance uh, yeah, on gotta television. See, yeah, you got to see. I wasn't there in person. You gotta see Tyson versus
1: uh, the Pride of Medfield Hurricane Peter McNeil. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: We had we had McNeely on the radio show. He told us that his his thing was doing crack. Oh, live on the air says yeah. I, I really love doing crack. He did something but that was too bad. I liked Peter McNeely and he <laughs> yeah. just he didn't belong in the ring with Tyson. Hell, not many people did. Medfield. Tyson, <laughs> there weren't a lot of great fights when Tyson in his prime. I went to a bunch of them. I was there for Michael Spinks, and now uh, what was it? Ninety-three seconds. I mean, a lot of buildup, but Tyson just dispatched anybody. It was just not fair. It's crazy. uh, Anyway, we got to leave it there on this Friday. The show going to be up on Rumble? It's going to be up on Rumble. It's going to be up on Rumble if you want to watch along with us and see uh, all of uh, Ironhead's fine work back there with all the videos. But uh, you can see that on the Rumble page, Newsmax TV Rumble. Google it. Uh, but that will do it for today and for this week. Thanks to everyone for listening and commenting and sending in your questions. We appreciate it. Thanks, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will do it again Monday morning. God save the Queen, man. Am I the only one here tonight? Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Or am I standing on the air?
1: Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.